With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Sunday, December 3rd, and we are here trying to bring you all sorts of great stories of people and the choices they've made throughout their financial lives. Now, we normally do that with you, our loyal listeners. If you would like to join us on the program and talk about something going on in your financial life, just go to jillonmoney.com and click the Contact Us button. Complete the form and don't forget to let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live with us. Mark does everything else. While you're on the website, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You can buy the book, The Great Money Reset, and you can always check out all of our free content there's another podcast, there's the blog, there are videos, there are resources, everything lives at jillonmoney.com. Today, we are presenting the second part of our interview with Jamila Souffrant. She's an author, she's a podcaster, and her book is called Your Journey to Financial Freedom. And it's really such a delight to talk about somebody in a <clears throat> younger generation talking about the topic of financial stability. And that's what we're going to do today. Here is the second part of our interview with Jamila Souffrant front. Let's talk a little bit about like your generation, which is much younger than mine. I'm wondering if you feel like, you know, generationally that you are speaking to people who essentially are much more attuned with getting on board with taking care of themselves because they don't have as much, maybe it's just more like you just don't have faith that anyone else is going to take care of you. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about generationally how you feel about some of these concepts that you bring up. Yeah. So I'm an older millennial. You know, I I am someone who, if you, I think they consider this too, you could correct me if I'm wrong, the sandwich generation where we're in the middle of also mm. like raising our kids. So I have young kids, nine, seven, and five. Also have people, you know, above me, like my mom and grandmother. Thank God they are self-sufficient. But there is this idea of in my time when I graduated from college, graduating with a lot of student loan debt or a lot of my peers graduated with a lot of student loan debt and went through, you know, recession and, you know, the real estate collapse back in the day. And so we've gone through a bit of things. And I think with that said, and then seeing the younger generations come up behind us and they're even more bolder in what they won't mm. accept and, and that they want to live a free life is that you start to realize that I'm young enough to still 
do something. Like I don't have to stay on this path if I'm not happy, but I'm old enough where I do have responsibilities. And so what does this journey look like for me where I can pay my mortgage? So for me, quitting my job to have this level of freedom meant I still had to, you know, had three kids at this time, had a mortgage. My my husband is a teacher. And so what did that look like? Oh, wait a second. (laughs) Hold on. Your husband's a teacher. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait a second. I got a pension coming and I got health care coming. This is all good. So these these are all privileged positions that I had in order to make this decision. And everyone's going to have a different toolbox of privileges and things that help them. And so luckily I had a partner and someone who I can be on their health care where this quitting my job, even though I had the higher trajectory of income, potential income, Mm -hmm. made Mm -hmm. sense. And so- Mm. I do believe it's part of my personal experience and, you know, upbringing, but also this idea of being in this generation where, you know, we were raised on the internet, not as much as my kids are raised right now, but really seeing the possibilities and going from what my mom did not have coming to this country, no internet, had to look through everything Mm. on the yellow pages and just show up to places and hope they were open to get resources versus knowing that there's so much opportunity at the, just the, the click of you know my fingers that why why shouldn't I strive for something different something else if my mom was able to put herself in this position with so little resources well that's like a high bar though don't you think like it's like oh she she's she's gonna like mock us for the rest of our lives we're never ever ever gonna do what your mom did because she's a superstar no doubt right and I love that what has surprised you as you're on this journey when you're talking to people on your podcast and your cohorts, like what, what surprises you? Like, like, wow, I didn't ever thought of that. Like, give me an example of that. You know, I'd say probably how quickly things can change for the better. I think, you know, depending on your natural set point, how you look at life, you could be more optimistic or pessimistic about things. And I'm always surprised that people have been able to make bigger changes than they thought when they start their journey. Mm. So, you know, they think, okay, I have all this debt and situations that are not great where, you know, they don't, maybe they're not earning a lot or they have this, just these burdens that they, they have to figure out. They don't start the journey because of that. What's the point of budgeting? What's the point of, you know, trying to pay this debt off? It feels like I'm going to be in this forever. And then I talk to someone who starts to look at and try to change their mindset, starts to put in the habits and, and, and attempts to do something different. And, mm. you know, while everything doesn't go away overnight, and even in a couple of years, they'll come back and say their whole perspective has changed, which then helps them show up differently at work, which then gets them better opportunities. And it becomes this just this domino effect in their lives that things start to happen quicker and, and unexpected than they could have ever imagined that they can't foresee when they start. And so I always think, you know, you don't know all the things that can happen for you, but things will start to change once you start the journey. Interesting. That's a great way to, I mean, I feel like that is, um, that gives you a nice way of saying like, you might surprise yourself, right? You might, and you don't have to make yourself feel so bad about like starting the journey. And, and even it's great to have a goal, but goals can change, right? I mean, look, this is obviously there is a ton of information out there. People get overwhelmed, but I feel like sometimes when I talk to people, they, they will often feel a little bit like mm, disheartened because it's like, I have such a long way to go. And then, you know, you kind of like take little bite-sized pieces and lo and behold, look, you're there. You're in the midst of the journey. And as you say, 
it's not just a goal, it's a journey, right? And so how has your journey shifted as you've been writing this book and think about like the next steps for you? Right. Well, when I first started my financial independence journey, it was all about trying to save and invest as much as possible to reach this goal of independence. And then I, you know, started to have more kids and realized that wasn't sustainable for me to Mm. want to just think about saving and investing. I had a partner, we had a mortgage, we had kids, you know, we live in Brooklyn and we wanted to enjoy our money also. And so I eased up a bit on what I looked at in terms of investing and saving, started putting more money into the experiences and the current situation we were in so we can enjoy our money, but still with our eye on financial independence. So quitting my job was a decision like that, where I could have kept working just for the money to invest and save aggressively, but that was not sustainable with my commute, the kids, the business on the side. And if it took me longer to reach financial independence, that was fine with me because I was creating a life that I enjoyed on the day to day. And that's what I have now. And so for me, what's changed is what I view financial independence as. While it's still a goal, it's more important to enjoy the journey, even if it takes longer. And that's what I want to help people do on their own journey is that there's no one size fits all journey. It's going to be different depending on the season of life you're in, the demands on you. And that's okay. It's okay to change your mind and strategies. But how do you create a life you love on the path so that you're just not waiting for a number in your account. And then when you get there, you're still not happy. Because I know people who have a lot of money who who claim they're financially independent and still are miserable. So how Mm. can you start to enjoy your life, no matter your starting point, no matter if you're still in debt and just figuring it out, how can you do that? And that's, that's my mission um, with the book and the podcast. Now, last but not least, your favorite piece of advice that you think was critical in your own journey. A piece of financial advice that was critical for me was learning the power of investing. And even if I felt I started late, it's just doing it. Right. So taking the action to research and look into what my options were at my job to contribute more to my 401k and not worry so much about why I didn't start earlier or what I missed out on, but just looking forward at what was possible. So investing and investing at the time I was in, I think for everyone is a game changer once you start doing that. We're going to have a link to Jamila's book and her podcast in the show notes. Don't forget to check her out. She's really terrific. If you need more information from us, if you've taken a wrong turn on your financial journey, we'd love to help you out. Just go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Don't forget to subscribe to Jill on Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. 
It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.